Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week I am joined by Matt Rich. Say hello. How do you do? Hiya. And I timed that exactly so you'd say it right at the same time and it'll look sound absolutely awful for the guests because that's brilliant. <laughs> Edit. Edit. It's exactly what you want. That's exactly what I, why I did it. Anyway, this week we are heading to the historic church farm in a beautiful Cuckmere Valley in East Sussex. Cuckmere. And of course, Cuckmere. Cuck. And Sussex, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sussex, you say. Cuckmere. Cuckmere. East Sussex way. Right here and now. <laughs> That's it. So we're going to Cuckmere, the Cuckmere Valley on the old, the church farm for Longman Brewery. Have you guys heard of Longman before? I've not heard of Longman when you gave myself. us When you gave us these bottles of Longman was when I first heard of Longman. Um, <laughs> there you go. Have we been living under a cave? What's the problem? And should we explain about why, no. why you gave us these Yes, of... we could start that off. So this is the first of our group swap of Cuckmere's. We're doing a bit of a swapping exercise of beers. And this will be going on for eight, maybe nine months. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we did swap quite a few beers, didn't yeah. we, in our last meetup? Yeah, we covered till so Christmas or we, just after. Well, so I, I, I think we'll go past Christmas, if I'm oh, quite okay. honest. Yeah. I, we, and I was going to make it sound like there was some orchestration and planning and preparation involved here, but... Did we even have a brief? We just decided that each of us was going to go off and get some beers we wanted the others to try. And yeah. then when we all met up just in advance of the London Craft Beer Festival, which the, you lovely listeners have no doubt all about before, in the morning beforehand, we exchanged beers and had a wonderful unboxing, just like a bunch of YouTubers. Everyone's in my box. Oh, it's some beer. And actually, we all, got, we all got a little bit overexcited with it, didn't we? But we've now exchanged. And I don't know, do we want to throw... I, I'll put it out to you guys. Do we want to throw a couple I think of there's a lot. I teaser think, ideas? I think just... Say what's coming up? I think to tease... I think what we could tease is there's a whole series of great beers that, uh, and the majority we... And actually, I think like 95% of them we haven't done mm. before. Yeah, I think so. Anything to do with the brewery. It's not like we're doing three breweries we've done before and just different beers. There's one, I think, that we've of a brewery that we haven't done for a very long time that we have one of their new beers yeah. out and it's quite an exclusive beer so I'm excited to try that one but everything else is new to me which I'm excited actually I'm excited and we've got well. some yeah. stuff from all over the world which I think is quite good mm. we've, we've tried not just to go for England and local to us even though we have thrown in a few local ones which I think will be nice oh, I would mm. like to know what the m- m- most far-flung beer we'll be tasting anyway that's for another time should we, should yeah. we? I think to intersperse with that, to get listeners about our kind of roadmap of, uh, of episodes, there's some very exciting kind of episodes we're going to be doing in collaboration with a few new bre- with a few brewers as well coming down the, the pipeline. So you know, watch this space. I guess is the only only thing to kind of um, kind of tease out there for for everyone in, in this possible teasing way. So let's do a hot topic, chaps. Who's got a hot topic for us? It's not me. I. <laughs> <laughs> so I I can I've got a hot topic for us today. Sound, he sounds unprepared, Bob. I've, I've once again just googling, um, but we will go since that it is fairly oh, it's fairly recent. We'll talk about the um, Budweiser's latest marketing push. I think is maybe. So, can I take a guess what this might be in relation? I to? think you yeah. Give it give it a go. Is it football related? It is football related. 
Ah, it'll be the Women's FIFA World Cup then, won't yeah. it? Yeah, so the official beer of England, once again, is Budweiser. I think they've had um, I think they've had a bit more luck with the marketing than they did with the Men's World Cup in Qatar. Absolutely. <laughs> Slightly less controversial, and actually they had nothing to do with it, did yeah. they, this time round? <laughs> the, the controversies that came out of the FIFA World Cup this this time round wasn't anything to do with, with beer. It was more to do with inappropriate kissing, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, just as a phrase, I do really like Inappropriate kissing. I'm sorry, I don't want to make light of it, because also that dude's a, that dude's a dick, man. But, um, Absolutely. Um, it's making a bad name for a lot of people, but I just think... It's anyway. Budweiser is in a good place with this World Cup. We can say, in comparison to the last World Cup, they've done a, a good job this time yeah, around, haven't they? Everything's coming up Budweiser with their new campaign and the the nice new shiny marketing, um, amplifying and presenting the the women's football team, which is um, well, as we know, women's football in the past two years is kind of two three years has kind of jumped and gone up and incredibly in the spotlight, which I think I'm not messing about. Definitely needed. I'm not messing about. Watching yeah. the Lionesses was so much more entertaining than watching England's men's team. It was so much more entertaining. Like the endeavour and, you know, actual like, a, you know, attempts to take teams on and go out and go and score goals. Oh, sorry, this is not about beer. I'm far more up for watching the Lionesses now than I am for England's men's team. That's not about Budweiser. You can ignore me if you need <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I enjoyed the tournament a lot. I watched um, because I had Jamaica in our work sweepstakes and they made it all the way through to the oh, semifinals had, and beat Brazil. You had skin in the game it for a while. It was so then. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. it was great to watch it, you know. Well, that's good. I was just looking. Um, so it looks like they've had all their special promotions, um, special World Cup limited edition packs, bottles and cans. Um, and of course, they've had a whole range of competitions scanned to win, which I genuinely scan a lot of things and lose a lot of things. Um, so, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're just walking around the streets just scanning Yeah, there's just loads of QR codes. It's probably why I've got so many viruses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull up that thread. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, but no, it seems like they've, they've put a real push behind it, which yeah. is nice uh, to get it. I think, I think they're good. I think they've. I think again, you've highlighted the fact that no matter what gender this sport is, they're all about behind football and making a big play for it. And I think that's that's fantastic. And I think we've seen, as you said, you know, we have seen us non-women football like followers, you know probably got exposed to it the like first time when we won England won the Euros Euros. Um, and I think the excitement around that kind of got people very interested in what was going to happen with the the World Cup so I'm pleased that there have been a lot of like additional sponsorships and like kind of people coming in behind football and wanting to advertise in football because let's face it that's where the money is if advertisers get around football uh women's football then you know more and more people are going to see it and more and more people are going to you know get exposed to it and and uh, and obviously the the value and the the, kind of the, the pay of, of, uh, of footballers are going to go up while we're on like marketing things can mm. i go i was going to go off task but actually maybe just like you know adjacent to the task okay. there's two other marketing things i want to check to see if you guys had seen did you see the french national teams thing about the women's world cup yeah, it was really, really good. good. Is, it? Is, was it a deep fake or was they used AI? 
not it's, mm. it's a deep I'm sure that's not the right terminology, but it might be. I think deep face very yeah. fair. I think it's and actually it was an advert for Orange, you know, the that tele- was it. telephone um, yeah. communication oh, company. <laughs> <In France, yeah. laughs> um, I kind of spoiled the, the ending though, Trappers. If you've not seen Tell this, us. so basically they, no, did this. they did like a, a minute or two's kind of montage of you know great bits of play by the French team, goals being scored. Players taking other players on, you know, skinning them, going past them. Yeah, you know, wonderful shots on target, that sort of thing. And what they've done is basically they had actually taken footage from women, the French women's team and then superimposed the appearances of the men's team on it. And really? said, oh, yeah, because to kind of challenge the perception yeah, that really had been going around about women's football and it potentially not being living up to the, to the men's game sort of thing. And uh, then the big reveal at the end is, look at what, how we've done this. This is the women's team. We are a hundred as, as behind them as we would be with, with you know, any team carrying the national badge. And then everyone sort of went, oh, right, that was from the, the French women's team. And it was this quite, quite clever little reveal at the end as well because everyone, mm. everyone was so completely taken in by thinking this was, was from the men's game. So that was quite... Well, I think everyone was just, I mean, I was just personally just taken in by what great football it yeah, was. You know, yeah. like an, it's like like you would normally watch a, a football highlights yeah. reel. You're mm-hmm. thinking, great banging that goal in. Like, oh, that's a great team build-up play. It was just like, I think the parity, I think, was the thing that, yeah. that was was what made the reveal so much more interesting because it was like, well, I've enjoyed that no matter what. And I think you, you, as soon as you relieve you, any biases that people may have, it addresses that. And you just enjoy football for what's football's worth and good football is, is always mm-hmm. enjoyable. But the other thing I was going to mention in the marketing world, and this is, I don't know, we're probably not mm. going to get the numbers on it, but <laughs> I, I can kind of get, right, you know how like Budweiser go and sponsor the World Cup? Uh, and mm-hmm. because they will, I don't quite know quite how it works with the uh, distribution as well, but I assume, like, as a result, they actually did get more people drinking Budweiser. But you know what always gets me is, and I don't know if you guys think it's the same, you know, when like, the thing is, I know the answer as well, it's like a prestige thing, but you know, if you ever watch, I don't watch this, but you know, Formula One. And I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry if anyone is a fan, but Formula One is dull. Formula One, <laughs> but... Formula One is not dull. Um, oh, and... <laughs> because you've watched Drive to Survive and now it's interesting. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, fo- I, now, I now follow Formula One because of it. I, um, I, there are some many great mysteries in life. Uh, anyway, but do you think it's a bit weird? And the only one I can think of now is Rolex. But like you see them zooming around uh, the course mm. and there's a big sign that mm-hmm. says Rolex. And you're like, yeah, because they do the time pe- official timekeeper yeah. or something. And yeah. then you think, I bet Rolex have given you know the Grand Prix organisers loads of money for that. Do oh, yeah. they then sell yeah. loads more watches? Because I don't think they do. I think you already it's... you already <laughs> know you want a Rolex before you come buy one. Who sat at the Grand Prix going, wish I had something to tell the time with? <laughs> Rolex, yeah, okay. Walk uh, into the shop and they go, how much? Well, I... I can I can give you a very funny answer to that, or I can give you a, my next TED talk about why people buy stuff and consumer behavior. So I'll do the funny answer, and I think it's actually like you're right. I think it's you know no one's walking around going, oh, you know what that type that big Rolex sign above where the drive the cars go run past yeah. that's decided for me. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. the Rolex. Yeah. I thought it I thought but it was a cheap secondhand rubbishy watch, but then I saw them at the Formula One, and I must say. <laughs> Ro- 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 yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I just assumed they were side by side with Casio. So, <laughs> yeah. so Casio did have a sign, it just didn't but, look half as good, basically. <laughs> but, 
but not but not to go too much into my TED talk. There is a reason why yeah. this, it, you don't just build that kind of like the what the return on investment of why you would do that isn't just because of monetary yeah. sales. It's because of brand image. It's about being associated right. with the Formula One. It's about the type of people who might yak the Formula One. Because let's face it, us sat in the stands. That's who's not buying Rolexes. It's um, those people in the boxes who are yeah, you know exactly. going to be sat opposite, who are going to be stood opposite with their champagne flutes. They're the people who are going to yeah. be buying Rolexes. So that will be placed in a way where they can see it when you know they're watching the cars go off or whatever. So and when the cars well, then so on that basis, let's all, all just have a little look down, you know, side of the sofa and that sort of thing, and just check your check your jeans before you chuck them in the wash. And maybe we should get an "I'll try that" podcast sign up next to uh, Monaco. Next yeah. to him. I think right, right next to Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only a little little. The fun, funny thing on that, I think, was always always fascinating. I should bring to people because obviously, with the advent of uh, social media and new digital marketing techniques and stuff, when you get targeted with ads, that's how algorithms think that you're like who you are as a person and, and how you're built, right? So we're, we're all going to be getting I got Rolex targeted. <laughs> well, you might say Rolex enough times, they'll pick it up and they'll start doing it. But the funny thing that made me really laugh the other day, I was obviously on one with what I was searching for because I started getting hit with Greg's <laughs> advert. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, okay, maybe, this, maybe I've looked for meat pies and something. <laughs> I'm God, something a sausage roll. roll. Yeah. <laughs> so a very different one. So anyway, so if you ever want to understand like why you get targeted with things, it's because of what yeah. your search history is and what they what they thought you are and stuff. So yeah, Rolex on that scale on an out-of-home thing is just trying to capture as many people about brand prestige. But the real targeted stuff like what you're seeing in your instagram feed is is what the algorithms think of you as a person yeah. so try take that as you will <laughs> <laughs> shall we talk about so we go to long yeah, long yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to another award-winning brewery okay so these guys have won uh, and i say girls guys and girls um, have won an incredible amount of, of awards. They are from the East Sussex area, which is not too far from where I am in, in, in Tunbridge Wells in Kent. And they the the site looks incredible. So they're at the heart of the South Downs National Park, which if you've ever been to the South Downs, is incredibly beautiful. It's like quite close to the coast. You've got this like picturesque, it's like real farmer like country, you know, rolling hills type things as well. You know, and and they really go hard these the this Longman brewery about doubling down on the provenance of where they're from. You know, I can go I'll talk a bit more and bore you all of the uh, amount of uh, sustainability fantastic stuff that they're doing. Or I won't bore you, I'll tell you about it. But the Longman breweries tagline that they've they've gone for and tell me what your your thoughts on this ice guys naturally excellent beer that sounds like they probably only use the four magic ingredients to beer <laughs> i reckon <laughs> i reckon they might or is it is it five now if we include love or rice um, <laughs> it's very easy to confuse love and rice in, in my opinion well um, i can I, love and rice <laughs> I think in a lot of, lot of circles, love equals yes, rice. Yeah. <laughs> That's also the name of my third album. No, sorry, to take, to take your question more seriously, it sounds very appealing and it sounds, you know, very en vogue, I'd say. It also speaks of that love for the ingredients, the constituent parts, which I was sort of merrily talking about before. But um, yeah, I think that's one that's going to appeal to a lot of people, isn't it? I don't know... I, d- I didn't think they needed to put the naturally. I just think you just need excellent beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and grabs his fee for his marketing consultancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, presumably that's the point is that they are, you know, is part of their core 
Yeah, you know, they'll have a bit in their values about the long man. Is the long man? I think I'm figuring out <laughs> when Rob goes to this laugh about what you just said. Is the long man? Am I making? I'm, I've looked at the the logo. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead of you. He's he's not. We can't get him back, can we? He's, sorry, I'm listening. I'm listening. Sorry, excellent beer. Why not just have the <laughs> long man beer? Yeah, it doesn't take so long to read that way, does it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's shorter. Yeah. It's... it's much more to the point. <laughs> no one's got. Sorry, you're talking about yeah. the. That's Until brilliant. Now, they're going, gonna... What is it? It's yeah, something something beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got to move on. We've got to move on. Um, so, 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 so the long man is one of those big old images that are on like the side of. He stole um, my bit. He stole oh, my bit. What... He stole my bit. Oh, what, what's sorry. Well, I, no, go on, carry on. This is a, you can share yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's no, like share, share did your you, bit. Guys. Did I did I did I show you guys the white horse when he came down to Weymouth? That's so. A white horse is like an art thing, isn't no, it? No, so the white horse was built Cocaine into the side of. <laughs> <laughs> it was built into the side of a hill on on your way into Weymouth to I think okay. it's King George it's like um, medieval, time to basically basically like welcome him. Yeah, basic medieval banks. Ah, okay. It's basically to welcome I him. I like how you put that into lingo that I would understand. Yeah. <laughs> you get but a nice the green hillside. Man is another one. You get yeah, you get a nice okay. green hillside, and you like what is it? Chalk? I didn't like you, white so rock. In, it's in white a, rock, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Okay. He's got two staffs in his hand, like he's going to go and attack the, someone. He looks. So this, so this exactly long man like, is an actual thing, yeah. like in the real yeah. world. Yes, yeah, so, oh, so it's I an actual see. thing on the side. Like it's, it's quite I'll funny. I'll use my a... snipping tool to show you. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Yeah. We've got another one near us, um, which has a a rather large penis on him, sort of thing, <laughs> um, which oh. is which is quite funny. But a cheese company recently used the the image, but took away the penis, and everyone was up in arms, like, "Why have you not? Why have you taken the penis off?" Your yeah, marketing. You can't censor the, can't censor <laughs> yeah, the medieval, medieval artist yeah. Banks. There's, there's, there's a joke in there that I'm not going to do, and we'll take we'll take that offline. But remind me later. Sorry, everyone, you're going to that one, but it's not, it's not safe for work. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah. I think we've pretty much done Longman Brewery now, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, can, I, can, we, can we go back to the beer? Yeah, talked about yeah the beer I, yet, was, I was being um, tongue-in-cheek. Um, oh, I see. Sorry. I, that, that went over <laughs> my head. <laughs> uh, we've all got Long, long Blonde. Long Blonde, yeah. Yeah. Long Man, Long Blonde. That's how we like it. <laughs> hey, hey. Four point one percent light golden hoppy sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, one yeah. of I think is that they kind of do four or five cores, mm. right? Core core beers, yeah. And they do the kind of rather than the crafty stuff, it's our old sort of cask favourites, right? So like a best bitter, the long blonde that we're all drinking now. Actually, sorry, I beg you, there is. I was going to say an, they are doing some interesting um, things here. Yeah, I meant to say that there's an uh, an American, isn't there? Which is probably not in the, the rising the, giant. Rising giant. <laughs> Which I think is quite fascinating, mm. called Rising Giant, and they have an old man as well. But that's only just <coughs> their permanent casks. They have a whole section of small batch casks, yeah. and they also have permanent kegs as well. So in your permanent kegs, I'll do that because it's a smaller list. You've got Hell's Lagers, Pales, Ales, Crafty Blondes, and Pilsners, and in their small batch casks, you've got Session Pales, Number Eights, which I'm not sure I'll find out what that is, a Golden Tipple, a Long Rain, a New Zealand Pale, a Copper Hop. Sleeping Giant, a Pure Bumble, uh, Indian Summer, an Oatmeal Stout, a Wild Man, and an Innkeeper. So these, there is a lot of different choice here and options. Pure Bumble sounds great. Mm. 
He's in a Cuckmere Garden honey from their local bees. Well, that does sound good, does doesn't it? Good. Local bees. Local bees. Natural rich, you Natural. see. <laughs> Natural <That's just> beer. <laughs> so... Yeah. So going back to the long blonde though, because this is uh, this is quite interesting. So I was I was I was enjoying this as a a nice kind of entry beer. This is our first one of the night of our first w- session, um, and I was thinking this is actually a really tasty one. It's got what you'd expect, expect like quite citrusy. It's got that kind of honey floral kind of like notes to it. Um, it tastes obviously fruity. It is refreshing. I do enjoy it that way, and it is made up of water, barley, wheat. Pops and yeast. Ah, classic. So, <laughs> all the classics. Neither rice nor All love. the classics are making a feature. <laughs> um, but what I was amazed by, and I, it was solidified by just how much how much of this beer is going down so well, is just how many awards this beer has won. I was now. I was looking at that. There was like, there... Do you want to, <sighs> can you rattle off the awards in order? Uh, give me, I can do in a minute. <laughs> awards so I think that's a, they've got that yeah. is an impressive list when you go through this yeah. just, for our listeners sake you know just go through it as, as you you know so they've got the um, oh all the way back to from the beginning 2013 yeah we've go got for it. The, the regional winner 2013 silver and again silver for the the American pale the gold triple one bronze oh I wasn't going to do all the beers I was going to do their um their, just their long man ones but that oh sounds, I'm just I'm just looking I'm just looking they they, they had okay. a whole section dedicated to it but okay. I didn't see oh uh, well I didn't know the long man had just one for their awards mm. where's that I can't find it you might have to rattle it off Okay, I'll do that. So for their, their long man, which is why I was solidifying why I really quite like this beer. Campaign for Real Ale 2014 named this beer the Sussex Microbrew of the Festival. The International Beer Challenge 2015, they got a silver for it. The International Beer Challenge 2016, they got a bronze. The World Beer Awards in 2017, they got a silver. Beer Awards 2017, they got the, a silver in the cast Best Bitters and Pale Ales. World Beer Awards 2018, they got a UK bronze for this. The Drinks Best, the Business Global Beer Competition 2018, they got a bronze. The International Brewing Awards 2021, they got gold. The World Beer Awards 2022, they got the English Style Pale winner, winner of that category. And the World Beer Awards 2022 for the UK, they got gold. So again, this is just, you know, solidifying, I guess, kind of re- reinforcing is, the right, is the, probably the right word, of actually they, they do not know how to make a brew. So I'm, I'm just quickly looking on the, the long blonde light goal of the bottle And as is 4.1%, um, mm. it's currently it saying 3. it's 3.8 on, on mm. the actual website. Now, we've covered this topic in previous episodes. Who's listening and going back, pulling that from the deepest reaches of their back of their yeah, brains? Yeah, you know, it's called... Uh, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, that's, what it's, that's what it's called. Yeah, it comes out different sometimes. So, draft is is lower ABV from the pump than it is from bottles in most in most places because bottles you get it um they uh they kind of have transportation and stuff they they brew it at a slightly higher ABV. Ah, well, there we go. That explains it. Yeah. And you got to remember yeah. naturally excellent beer lovers. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes you know things change. Um things but change. Also, also sorry I meant to mention it's worth mentioning part of their <laughs> slogan rather and they will also be able to tell you a little bit more if you investigate them a bit further about their um, environmentally <clears throat> what's the word sustainable practices they grow a mm. load of barley in the area around the brewery so on on that farm about 500 acres 
with malt spring barley. And then after they've actually used it to brew, they have about 150 tonnes of spent grain that they actually then go and feed to the livestock on the farm. Um, oh, that's good. Water is drawn from, a, and this was a new one on me, an aquifer beneath the chalk downs where they are. What is an aquifer? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was obviously going to have, it's got, it's going to have pumpy sort of welly vibes, isn't it? I mean, like, aquifer is an underground layer of water bearing, permeable rock, rock fractures, or unconsolidated materials, i.e., gravel, salt, or silt. Not a reservoir, basically. <laughs> um, and then what they. The... Or it's a filter media pad. <laughs> yeah. I, I got. Whatever that is. I Googled and got boatyard. So. <laughs> Fair. But either way, or it's a proudly Nigerian band called Aquifer. So I think that's where that's, they're. Oh right, that's where yeah. they get the water from, right? With you, um, <laughs> and basically with, with the stuff that they have left over from brewing, again goes back to servicing the farm, so they irrigate with it as well, and several other points. Loads of solar panels on the farm, so there, there's obviously a reason. <laughs> there is a reason after all, Rich, for having naturally in front of the X. Okay, there we go. It's all very natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty though, I gotta say, cool. I'm taken in with the, the, it's yeah, right, yeah, it's nice. The, the liquid, uh, as they say, is really nice, refreshing actually. That's mm. why I was in need of a beer, maybe, but um, yeah, very refreshing. And okay, again, not you know, like whack you over the head with the hops, which for me does seem to be the 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 mo for a lot of, for a lot of these, but it's that sort of sessionable pale, isn't it? And you can see why mm. it's done so well. So Instagram, they have 5K followers, and on X, as we now have to call Twitter, it, you mean. it is the same. <laughs> <Twitter>. <laughs> they also have 5K followers. So yeah, kind of growing, growing kind of social media. But all their photos look fantastic. They all look in the farm, you know, in the fields, you know, with the beer. You know, it's as you'd expect at festivals. They've even got a photo of someone in a combine harvester with a with a, a cocker spaniel in the in the cab. You know, oh, so it's yeah. like you know, working farm kind of background. Pictures of bumblebees in um, flowers. You all, know, it looks very, all looking quite very natural. back to nature. Very, very natural, natural, I would say. <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>